This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Senior writer at TigerBait.com at BLDOR on Twitter. That's B-L-D-O-R-E. Brian Lazar joined us now. Brian, uh, four vacancies now in the Southeastern Conference that we know of for sure. Two in the West, Mississippi and Arkansas. Two in the East, Florida and Tennessee. Uh, the one hanging in the balance uh, deals with the head coach here tonight and uh, Texas A&M and Kevin Sumlin. Uh, you talked about this earlier in the week, Brian, and you broke it down for me on Tuesday, talking about how here you are two years later from the LSU night and what was going to happen. Would Les Miles be retained? Is Jimbo Fisher coming? And then, you know, a few seconds before he meets with the media, Coach Miles is told that you're going to be here. Now it seems like A&M has something going on their side involving the same coach, Jimbo Fisher. Is that uh, accurate, or they still is that still floating around out there? And does can can Kevin Sumlin do anything to retain his job? Well, you know, the only name that you hear mentioned is Jimbo Fisher, and uh, you know, can Sumlin do anything? You know, it doesn't it, it doesn't seem like he can. It really doesn't seem like that he can do anything. So uh, uh, it sounds like that uh, you know, win or lose tonight. Uh, someone will be out as, as the A&M coach. Now, here's the thing. If Jimbo Fisher doesn't take the job or accept the job, I don't know who else is in the running at this time. I don't know who else A&M's interested in. So uh, if, if Fisher says no, does that mean someone sticks around if he gets a win tonight? I don't know. Brian, with that said, you know, four vacancies, prominent schools, uh, you know, Florida and Tennessee are huge, Arkansas and Mississippi, and uh, let's say A&M becomes available. Is it, I mean, if you don't have, quote-unquote, your guy, it, it almost seems like, you know, Nebraska's opened up. Chip Kelly was a hot name. He's already gone. He, he goes to UCLA. He pretty much could have went where he wanted. Doesn't it become a, a, a question of, okay, well, who are you going to get? I mean, who, who's out there? And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure there are some names, but it's almost like, you know, you go past the last couple of years who's been hired, some young and up-and-comings. Head coaches that are already at places doesn't really seem like they're going to move unless there's, you know, maybe that new lease on life. I guess my point is, if you know, it's if you don't think you can get better, then are you really getting better by dismissing the current coach that you have? Well, I, look, you need to have an idea about who you can hire, but – Fan bases don't think that way. Yeah. Fan bases think head coaches grow on trees and that if one guy doesn't work, we'll just fire him, and they also think they can get anybody. I'm sure – look, uh, there's probably a large part, uh, part of the Tennessee fan base that think, still thinks John Gruden is going to go there. I'm sure there was a, a large number of Florida fans that thought Chip Kelly was going to go there. The point is it's very difficult – to get a successful Power Five conference coach to move from one power conference school to another, so you're in all probability you're going to go after somebody who's, uh, you know, who's had some success in a mid-major school. So, uh, 
And that's why you hear the name of Scott Frost at Central Florida a lot right now. You hear Mike Norvell at Memphis, his name uh, a lot right now. You hear Chad Morris at SMU, his name a lot, because that's what, you, that's what you're going to do. You're going to go to the, to the group of five schools, look at the coaches who have had some success there, and that's who you, what the direction you're probably going to have to go. Brian, to stay in that same lane, why is it that Jimbo Fisher's name always comes up in any SEC pretty much um, coaching, hiring, talk? And if, if this is the only guy that Texas A&M is, is actually going after, why is it Jimbo Fisher? Well, it's Jimbo Fisher because Scott Woodward, the AD at uh, Texas A&M, was in the LSU administration under uh, Mark Emmert when uh, Jimbo was an assistant under Nick Saban. So they mm-hmm. developed a very strong personal relationship at that time. So that's... That's the only reason why Jimbo, I think his name is uh, mentioned in Texas A&M and why the Yankees are going after him because of that relationship between Woodward and Fisher. Uh, right. You know, you look at the other school that he was mentioned at, you know, two years ago he's been mentioned LSU, and again, I think it's because there was a connection. He had been an assistant here uh, under mm-hmm. Nick Saban. So, and, and look, if for some reason Gus Malzahn would jump Auburn and go to uh, Arkansas, you're going to hear Jimbo Fisher's name mentioned at, at Auburn because he was an assistant at Auburn, uh, you know, before he, he came to LSU. So mm-hmm. I think what you're talking about is the schools that you're hearing Jimbo Fisher's name mentioned are all schools that he has some connection with, either with the school or with somebody at the school. So, Brian, what, what we're saying is right now there could be some people that have been delicate about Gus Malzahn, particularly when he left Baton Rouge that day after uh, LSU came back uh, from being down 20 and won that contest, those very same people that were saying we need to go in a different direction could be worrying today that Gus Malzahn may jump ship and go to a place what I would assume is less less pressure at Arkansas. Well, look, this is what I, this is what I really think is going to happen with Malzahn. If Auburn loses this game to Alabama today, I think that there will be a plenty of people in the Auburn fan base that say, well, if he wants to go to Arkansas, let him go to Arkansas. If Auburn beats Alabama today, now I think you're in the situation where Gus Malzahn's going to go to the Auburn administration and say, look, I want security. I want all this foolishness where every if I don't win a championship, then people want to fire me. I want that changed. I want uh, long-term security. And if uh, I don't get that type of contract, I'm out of here. So if Auburn wins today, Malzahn, he's in the catbird seat because I think he can mm-hmm. demand a, a pr- pretty good-sized contract from Auburn, and if he doesn't get it, then he'll just say, well, okay, if you're not going to give it to me, I'll go I'll go to uh, Arkansas. Senior writer at TigerBait.com, Brian Lazar, joins us at B-L-D-O-R-E, B-L-D-O-R-E on Twitter. All right, Brian, LSU and Texas A&M, uh, how do you see this matchup tonight? Some keys to the contest. Well, he, LSU is usually had success running the football against Texas A&M, although two years ago in the game, they really didn't run it that well against them. Uh, A&M did a pretty good job against the LSU run, but last year LSU moved the ball at will. Uh, LSU has normally kept uh, Texas A&M's offense at bay regardless of who the coordinator was, whether it's John Chavis, Kevin Steele, or, or Dave Aranda. Of course, last year, you remember... Uh, A&M scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter against the LSU and really threw the ball well against them. So 
it, it looks like that LSU should be in good shape in this game, that they should be able to run the football on them. But, you know, I, 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 it's all about the mental aspect of the game for both teams. You know, how inspired will Texas A&M's players be for their coach, Kevin Sumlin, because they certainly have heard everything. And uh, that's really going to be a, a big part of this game tonight. Welcome back. Counting it down to LSU and Texas A&M right here on WWL Radio. Want the latest on everything that's having news, talk, and sports? Go to WWL.com. Right now uh, in the Iron Bowl, it is uh, Alabama still trailing Auburn 7-0 to zero in that contest. And uh, as I said, kind of taking a twist is I didn't realize uh, how much Gus Malzahn was linked to the Arkansas job at the Right now, he's got to be feeling pretty good either way. He's, he's, got, a, he's well, got a job. I, I heard that, but I just, I mean, I, I guess for me, for the life of me, I guess Brian kind of, you know, dived into it a little bit. Having to always have the pressure on your back to, to, to win every game and to, to anytime you're not doing as well as they want you to do, you may be mentioned that you're going to be fired. That's not a good feeling at all. Right. So, I mean, you can, I mean, this is a guy who's already won a national championship. There's no way. In the world, you know, I can see if he was, you know, winning six games a year or five games a year or seven games, but he's averaging nine, ten games a, a year, winning-wise. But, but it wasn't, it wasn't like in a stalemate, stalemate winning type of way. You know, it was always in a somewhat of an exciting way or whatever. Even when they lost, it was in an exciting way when they lost as well. So it wasn't like, you know, like you were just, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust every time and then it's over with. No, they. They had a lot of trickery and things of that nature, so they were they weren't losing, you know, in a, in a, in a fashion of just pure boringness, if you right. will. You know what I mean? So they they lost playing really good football, or you know, and like I said, when I say they lost, they lost two three games a year, and that's it. You lose against Alabama, you're not going to the, the, the SEC West Championship. That's everybody in the West. Alabama is the best team, one of the best teams in the country every year, top two. So. You know, until you get over that team, then, you know, you won't be, you know, doing anything uh, um, any, any better than what you're doing. Brian, LSU, Texas A&M, you talked about running the football. LSU, the last time it was here, didn't have a lot of success. Your, your thoughts on uh, how this game will, will shake out tonight and uh, LSU and Texas A&M, your prediction? I, I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I think that uh, Texas A&M is going to play with a lot of enthusiasm tonight. They're going to try to support uh, someone, and I think I expect them to play hard. I think LSU is going to come out and play well. Uh, so I'm looking forward to be a, a very close game. Uh, I think LSU will hold on, and I'm calling it LSU 24, Texas A&M 20. Brian, uh, this this matchup tonight and moving forward, uh, you know, we we six and two be the first time in the conference since 2012. How how big are that? How how big a deal is that? Like for the program, for say like coach to say, look, this is what we've done. This hadn't been done in a while. Uh, what it means on the surface, out front, a recruiting trail. How big a deal is? It? Well, look, I, I think that the fact that LSU can go six and two is big because they haven't done that in five years. Winning tonight keeps them on track to win 10 games, which they haven't done in four years. So I think that, that's very mm -hmm. important for, mm -hmm. for any program. So it shows some progress, and uh, that's why I think it's important to, for LSU to close out uh, strong. So, you know, it's almost like if they would lose this game tonight, the, the good that they got for winning five of the last six games will be sort of forgotten. And, Brian, the, the Ole Miss situation, now it's uh... – you know, one thing going into the season, but it's almost like, you know, what coach, 
unless it's with somebody you you're really taking a chance on. Okay, we we this is our ace in the hole. He's coming regardless if we get seven years probation. What coach would want to take on that job without knowing what type of penalties are going to be handed down? And it's like the NCAA is really you know they need to name a coach ASAP because they've been knowing they were going to need a new head coach since August. Well, yeah, and, and I think that whoever they're going to hire, they're going to have to go in there assuming that they're going to lose scholarships for two or three years. And that's why you're probably going to have to get somebody who's young and has the chance uh, once, once to get the opportunity to be a head coach at a Power 5 conference school. So uh, there'll be somebody out there that, that will be willing to take the job under the, under the situation. Because first of all, they know there's not going to be any pressure on them to begin with. And, Brian, let everybody know what kind of game features you got on the site and how they can keep up with you www.tigerbait.com will be uh, online tonight, uh, wrap up of the game and analysis, and we'll have the grades up tomorrow, and then it'll be a week waiting to see what bowl game LSU goes to. Brian Lazar, senior writer at tigerbait.com, at BLDOR, at B-L-D-O-R-E on Twitter. Brian, thank you so much for the time. Okay, thank you guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law